Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day. But it keeps, it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you all the time to share these short studies with everybody you can. People can work in about 13 minutes getting into God's Word every day. They can listen to it on the way to work in the morning or on the way home from work in the evening or taking a break from work or from the chores around the house. It's easy to fit this little bit of time in, but that keeps us in God's Word. Help them by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody come to God through Jesus Christ. You may help somebody get to heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them, for sure, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking the question, who's really missing out here? Well, a whole lot of people living in sinful lifestyles or taking part in sinful practices, uh, they look at people who are trying to stay true to God through Jesus Christ, trying to live a faithful life, reading their Bible, attending church services to worship God and study His Word with the church on a regular basis, uh, trying to stay in a spiritual frame of mind and stay out of sinful practices. A lot of people living in sin, they look at those people, those Christians, those faithful, dedicated Christians, and they, they think, wow, what a boring life. What a dull life they're living. They're missing out on so much. But as we've been looking at through some logical reasoning and also scriptural reasoning, we've seen it's not the faithful, dedicated Christian who is missing out. It's the sinner who's missing out. The one who is living in sinful practices and lifestyles on an ongoing basis, he or she is the one who's missing out. The faithful, dedicated Christian is not missing out because he doesn't get involved in all kinds of sexual promiscuity, hopping from bed to bed with whatever sexual partner he, can, he or she can find. He's not missing out because he doesn't get out and get drunk and loses control of his senses and does things in that kind of state of inebriation that he doesn't even remember in some cases, and that he certainly would not do if he were in control of himself. He's not missing out because he doesn't do illicit drugs and, <clears throat> and get high and, again, just lose control of himself. He's not missing out because he doesn't practice all kinds of shameful and ungodly, unrighteous, immoral practices. No, he's not missing out. It's the sinner who's missing out because the sinner is without Christ. He's not living in Christ. He's not walking with Christ. The sinner is missing out because... He's not a citizenship, he, or he's not a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. His citizenship is not centered in heaven. His citizenship is relegated solely to this world, but also, and he doesn't realize this, but he's a citizen of the kingdom of condemnation over which the devil is the ruler. The sinner is missing out because he's without promise. What do you mean without promise? He doesn't have any promise of eternal life. He doesn't have any promise of God watching over and walking with him and blessing him in the special ways that he does Christians. 
In Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, Jesus said, not everyone, I'm sorry, he said in verse 13, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Well, you see, the sinner is walking down that road. (laughs) Maybe not walking down that road. He's flying down that road. He's doing all kinds of things that are leading him to eternal destruction in hell. Jesus goes on in verse 14, and he says, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. The life to which he is referring is eternal life in heaven. Now, is that a hard way to go? I don't think we're to understand that. But it's, it's a restrictive way in that it is the way of truth, and truth is narrow. You see, a whole lot of people, they don't, they don't like the idea, the principle of, of real, objective, hard and fast truth. They want to be able to bend the truth. They want to be able to walk on the periphery of truth and be able to satisfy themselves by explaining away the objectiveness of truth and saying, well, this is all right. We can, we can go this far. We can go beyond the truth. No, truth is narrow. Truth is always narrow. And so Jesus said the pathway to eternal life is the way of truth, and truth is narrow. And few there be that find it, not because it's so hard to find, but because so many people do not want to restrict themselves to living by the truth. They want to live according to the lies of the devil that doing all kinds of sinful things is okay. Everybody's doing it. Well, the sinner is the one missing out. When you drop down to verse 21, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. There are a whole lot of people living in sinful practices and lifestyles who talk about how much they love God and how close they are, how much faith they have in Jesus. Jesus says, uh, that's not going to get it. If you're not living by the will of my Father, if you're not living by his teachings communicated to us in his word, the Bible, then you may say, Lord, Lord, to me. You may claim to love me. You may claim to have faith in me, but you're not going to be in heaven. He goes on in verse 22, and, and he says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, what day? The day of judgment. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Oh, there are going to be a whole lot of people at judgment who are going to think, well, look at how good a life I've lived. And yet they were living in sin. And Jesus says, then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. See, a whole lot of people are deceiving themselves into thinking their wicked, evil, ungodly, sinful lifestyle is good. And that's a lie of the devil that they've bought into. How sad. How sad. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus told the apostles in John chapter 14, verses 1 and 2, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my house, at my father's house are many mansions or many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. 
But for the person who is not walking with Jesus in faithful obedience, they don't have a place in heaven. Now, God wants them to be there, and he will have a place for them if they will turn to him through Jesus Christ. But as long as they're living in sin, they don't have a place in heaven. So you see, the sinner is without promise. The faithful Christian is promised that home in heaven. But the sinner, he's not living in that promise. Well, sinners are also without hope. What do you mean we're without hope? Uh, If you're not living in Christ, if you're not living faithfully to him and before God, you don't have the hope that God offers through Jesus Christ, and that's eternal life. Hope refers to a joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. You see, we use the word hope as a wish, a dream, a desire most of the time. But the hope that is taught in the scriptures is a hope that is confident in the expectation of its being fulfilled, realized. How pitiable to be without hope. French scientists once experimented on a criminal who had been convicted for murder and sentenced to death. The condemned man was strapped to a table and told that an artery in his arm was to be severed and he would bleed to death in a manner of minutes. The scientists proceeded with their experiment, but made only a superficial wound on the surface of his skin. They did not tell him how superficial it was. In other words, it was not life-threatening, but they were working an experiment. Now, we might say, well, that was pretty brutal, but I'm simply relating something that was done to get a point across. They did not tell him how superficial that wound was, that it would not take his life. Then they poured warm water over his arm, which he thought was blood. In just a few minutes, he died because he had been convinced of the hopelessness of the situation. It is a sad thing to be without hope. Now, once again, we would look and say, well, that was barbarous. That was brutal. Maybe it was. I'm simply trying to get across a point. Somebody without hope is living a hopeless life. And so often that leads to their just being in forlorn. They're being depressed because they have no hope. Why do you think people commit suicide on such a widespread and repetitive basis? Because they have decided that they are hopeless in their life. Now, conversely, what a blessing it is to have hope. Think about these special and precious verses. The first one, 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively or living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. You see, the faithful Christian, he sees things that go on in this world. He experiences illness. He experiences injury, chronic disease at times. He sees it all around him. 
but he knows that this is only temporary, and he has a home in heaven waiting for him. And so he lives, even in those negative circumstances, with hope, real hope, expectant hope. We'll look a little bit deeper at this next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for offering us the hope of deliverance from all of the difficulties in this life to a life with you in heaven wherein none of those difficulties exist. And help people see that you offer that same hope to them if they will come to you through Jesus Christ, repenting of their sins and being baptized for the remission of them. Help people see, Father. Help us help people see. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.